Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Sales Novice at this point. Uh, with me, as always, I have Oliver Young, Operations Director at the Young Automotive Group. He looks like he's got to so say something. So amped to be here. So amped. We're so all amped. amped. <laughs> and uh, we, have uh, as usual, have Brad Taylor, uh, Corporate Trainer at the Center of Excellence. And back again, Scott Cooley, Finance Specialist with the Young Automotive Group. And thanks again to Layla and Noah in the booth helping us out today down here at the Catalyst Center. Um, so today we are going to talk about something that I absolutely love. I'm absolutely passionate about. Um, it's it's right in line with my background, and that is storytelling. Brad, take it away. Tell us a little story, Brad. Yeah, so uh, turns out in everything that we do, everything that we see, someone is telling us a story, right? Um, even when we're just trying to explain who we are, whether it's just by the way we dress or the memories that we share, we're all telling stories. Um, so as I, as I kind of looked at what I currently do as a trainer, um, thinking about marketing, thinking about uh, what is being sold in our finance offices, finance and insurance, uh, as well as just directing all the operations of the group, you have to have a story that people believe in, right? Now, Oliver, a few years back, uh, we made a huge transition in the group, put together a solid mission statement and some core values that everybody lives by. What was the biggest thing that you helped instill to get those things going and rolling? The card check? The card check. Oh, yeah. Is a card check? is making sure that on a regular basis you're reviewing them, but the most important piece of that was finding stories that relate to them. Right, stories that emphasize the mission statement, yep. stories that emphasize the core values of our company because we live them, right? Whenever you're able to explain those stories and share what happened, you're illustrating a story that deepens the belief in those values, well, right? They become more than just words, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's it's reality. They become very real and tangible. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Tim, uh, you've got an incredible backstory. I feel like anything from AOL to turns out cell phones in the 90s. <laughs> 2000. Oh, 2000. 2000. Excuse me. Uh, what was the company? U.S. West. U.S. West. It's, it then turned into Quest and uh, then, I don't, I don't know, it's a phone company. This Any like old... Dodgety company. It's like yeah, yeah. you're connected to. I see, yeah, I sold the Qualcomm QCP. It had a calculator. <laughs> it could hold 50 contacts. Oh, That's man. incredible. That's incredible. I mean, your your story is absolutely incredible. Every time you share a piece of it, I just <laughs> learn more about you, and I absolutely love it. Um, it's f it's fracking amazing. It, it, is, it fracking is fracking amazing. amazing. <laughs> um, now, your sci-fi term background and your degree yeah. is actually in? My degree is in creative writing. Creative writing. So that's storytelling. Yeah. What br what brings you to stories? What brings me to stories is just how unbelievably interesting they are, right? Yeah. A, a story is something that is fascinating. Uh, it's engaging. It's entertaining. But it's also, it, there's a message to a story, right? There's meaning to stories. Stories give you something greater than, a story is greater than the sum of its parts, yep. right? It's it's so much greater than just, you know, a beginning, a middle, and an end. It gives you something. You, so you walk away with something. This is some more Tim story. 
But before this podcast, he had a podcast. What was it I called? I did. It was <laughs> it was called I Shouldn't Be Telling You This. Yeah, it, and it was all about it what? It was a storytelling podcast. It was a storytelling we, podcast. We would go set up in bars. We would buy people drinks. We would have them tell us stories. Yes. That, that's so awesome. And the thing I love about stories is they're compelling and they're memorable, right? Now, most of us with the best intentions, we attempt to remember the entire story. The crazy thing about stories is sometimes they actually grow legs, right? They become folklore and fable where the original story becomes bigger than it originally was. And now it's used to teach lessons and and share information and and pass things uh, down through generations. So um, just in this room, how many of you guys use stories to sell? And those of you listening, think about the job you currently have or the career that you currently have, you actually use stories to sell. Yeah, 1,000%. All, all the time, right? Yep. Now, and and if you don't mind, the, the, there's a, a really – so the original story layout, right? Now, and I can't remember the curve. You'll remember the curve, Tim. What's the curve? The, yeah, so the it's – arc. A story arc? Yeah, the story arc. Story arc. Yeah, yeah. So you're starting with with uh, exposition. Yep. Right. You give a little bit of background. Who, what, where, when? Exactly. Yeah. Then you've got an inciting incident. This is what's going to kick off the challenge, an issue, off the action, or a problem. Right? Then you've got the rising action. Right. Rising action gets you to the climax. The drama. The drama. So rising action. Yeah, that's building the drama. Climax is the most, the highest dramatic point. And then you've got the falling action or the denouement. This is where things start. Denouement. Denouement. Another team. Right. <laughs> See, look it up. It's a real word. Denouement. It's called the denouement. It's the falling action. This or is resolution. Where, where resolution. It's where everything comes together and uh, your your story is complete. Yeah. And so when we look at that arc, right? And 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 I use this in training a lot, right? Is that is the sales process. It is exactly right. So the that initial setup, right, is building the character behind it. That's introduction and building rapport. Yeah. You got to know each other before you really understand what's going on. And and I hope I'm not jumping no, in you're right not. into your no, stuff. No, not at all. It, because right after that, what's next? Well, you have to understand what's their challenge. Yeah. Why are they there? Why are they shopping? Yep. Right. Why do they need a new car? This yeah. is your inciting incident. Yo. Yep. Yep. And all suddenly it's like, oh, you're there because your car broke down or you got in a wreck or, or, you know, whatever it might be. What is the challenge? And if you don't understand the challenge, you're not going to be able to understand the full breadth of the story to be able to help them along that process. Yeah, exactly. And the better that you're able to understand the issue or challenge, or when you're telling a story, the better you're able to explain the issue or problem it actually helps you with the solution because you're better to you're better able to describe the product good or service mm-hmm. that will solve that issue yep. or problem and, and really that's that's kind of that build up mm-hmm. right so you have that problem you have to build them up you have to build up hey this is the solution for you and finding a way to show that solution to the your customer and have them paint that picture of Oh, that does solve my problems. That does make my life better. That is a value to me. Yeah, exactly. Leads to that boom, the yep. climax where you can where you're going to get the sale. Yeah, 100%. And then the resolution is kind of proof positive that the solution changed their life forever from that that point forward. So, Scott, uh, 
being in charge of, of developing and growing our finance insurance team, um, more than ever, you're using storytelling to, to sell your services and your products. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is actually one of my favorite topics to uh, talk about with our, our new finance managers. Um, as I was going through the finance and insurance office uh, with customers, um, I did a lot of research myself on storytelling because kind of like Oliver said, I mean, ultimately, they, in order for them to visualize what we're selling, they have to see it in their own life. They have to understand it, put themselves in a situation where they would be using that protection of that product. Um, and so looking up and researching storytelling, using that with customers, and then and now showing other finance managers how to do the exact same thing. I mean, you look at uh, television commercials. The best television commercials tell a story. Yep. Um, you've got the, the is it the Allstate guy that uh, um, gets in accidents Mayhem. constantly. Mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah. So, okay, like an example, because a car is easy to see, like how it's going to, right? Hey, it's got... It's it's got this much ground clearance. You'll be able to get out into the forest, right? So that that could tell a story easy. Insurance products. Yeah, um, great question. Because <laughs> like, oh, how do you tell a story around an insurance product? That's I'm, that seems daunting. So so you've got uh, you've got two major avenues that you can go down. Either telling a story about your own personal experiences, mm-hmm. um, but in a in a compelling enough way that the customer can put themselves in your situation, or understanding through uh, the rapport that you built with the customer earlier what their situation would be like and then telling them a story based on their own personal situation. Um, so like gap insurance, right? Yeah. Now, if our listeners don't know what gap, what is gap? Yeah, so uh, gap insurance or gap protection, total loss protection, is an insurance product that covers the dif- the difference between what an insurance company would pay for your vehicle if it was totaled and what your uh, uh, what the market, I guess, your what they pay and then what your loan balance is. So- I might have fallen asleep while you're explaining. Yeah, that, I know it was right because it's well, no, no, <laughs> just just because that's the explanation of what yeah. gap is, right? And a customer hearing that, they might be like, market deficiencies. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, so, so I, I don't even know whether I need that, right? Yeah. I, so I have no idea. So, so Scott, if you, if you were talking to me, right, and I'm let's say I'm buying this brand new Raptor, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting this rad truck, and I love it, and it's gonna be awesome. And I put two thousand dollars down; it's a hundred thousand dollar truck. How do you tell a story around gap insurance? Yeah. So, Oliver, let's say in a couple of years you're driving your Raptor down the highway mm-hmm. and uh, a teenager is driving next to you, texting on their phone or playing Pokemon Go, something like that, runs into you, totals your vehicle out. Now, production is back up. They're making a lot more Raptors now or at that point than they are now. And so the values come down quite a bit. Plus, you put some miles on. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Okay. So the insurance company is going to look at that and they're going to determine what they're going to pay based on the value at the time of the accident. Now, you've just been making regular payments. Did you exceed your monthly payments because the market production was up or were you just making your regular payment? Making my regular payments. Yeah. And so when you get to that point, you may have paid a couple thousand dollars on your loan balance, but your vehicle uh, most likely has depreciated several thousand dollars more than that. Mm. So at that point, if you owe 30000 but the insurance company is only willing to pay 25000 based on the market value, who do you suppose has to make up the other 5000 I would have to, right? That's correct, unless you have gap coverage on your loan, and then it would take care of that difference for you. That now, ultimately, sense. it makes sense to have that, doesn't it? That makes sense. I, I want to take a second. I want to chart this out. Oh, yeah. I want to chart this because what you just did is you told a very compelling story. You made the customer a protagonist, 
in a very compelling story, right? So we've got we've got our our exposition. They've bought the car, right? They they've been making their payments, and it's a couple of years later now. Our inciting incident: they get hit by a kid playing Pokemon Go, <laughs> right? Our rising action, right? They've been they've oh, been making yeah. their payments, but production is back up, and now they you know the value of the car has come down. What am I ever going to do? I've got this extra five thousand oh, dollars no. that I have to cover out of pocket. Climax, Gap Insurance comes in and saves the day. Dana Moi, everybody goes home happy. Dana Moi. Right? <laughs> it, no, it's a it's, it's what, what you've done, right? You followed the sales process, but you've told an incredibly Absolutely. compelling story that make that Completely puts me, agree. the customer, as the protagonist in yeah. this story. It makes me understand how this affects me directly, and it makes me understand the value of the product a lot better than if you just told me, well, gap insurance is going to, you know, based on where the market's at, yada, 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 all that stuff that we fell asleep to. <laughs> exactly. Oh, he, exactly. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's why I like, because I know I've seen Scott in the F&I offices telling stories of really complex products that put them in a very easy way to understand and that brings that resolution of a story to make it make sense for the customer yeah that's perfect and we have to remember the stories have to just follow basic storytelling right it has to have an introduction a body and a conclusion it's important to make sure that we are clear concise and compelling and that we don't ramble if you ramble, the point can be lost, right? We can get lost in the weeds, as we say. So why does a story of emotional evidence work better than empirical data? I mean, in marketing, wouldn't it just be easier to say, if you take this product, things will get better for you 75%, period, Yeah. <laughs> buy this product. Yeah. And, and and I think that's a huge downfall for a lot of people. They go, if I have enough evidence to prove that you should be driving this car, then then why shouldn't you buy it or whatever? The data right? proves it. The data proves it, right? We're emotional creatures. 100%. We, we live on emotion. And regardless, even if you're talking to that, you know, business to business sell, that it's just like, it's just nuts and bolts, Right. There's still emotion. There's still how does this affect me? How does it how does it live in my my sphere? Now that doesn't mean data is not important. No, right? Data supports the story, but the story and the overall how it connects with their life, I think, is the most crucial part of that sales process. Yeah, but, but there's a reason that fiction novels are on bestseller lists, and you know. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. These uh, what, what what do you even call them? Studies and things like right. that barely get looked at. Yeah, so. review journals. Yeah, review journals. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. So the crazy thing is, data actually only uh, engages two parts of our brain, mm. whereas a story engages seven different areas of our brain. It engages us um, with our olfactory, which is our sense of smell. Right. Mm -hmm. It engages us uh, specifically with our motor cortex. We can actually sense the movement of a story. It engages our sensory cortex. We can actually touch and feel. Um, it also activates our visual cortex. Right. We can see the story and it engages our auditory uh, part of our brain as we're listening. But we can actually sense ourselves being there in the story it becomes real rather than just data on a sheet or 
data being shared. So uh, stories have to be authentic. Authenticity conveys passion and emotion. It almost seems too simple, right? When we're able to paint a picture or create a story around a product, good, or service, our potential clients connect with us. And that connection is what creates consumers to continue to come back and become raving fans. Um, Every single story that we share sets us apart. And a really simple statement is whoever tells the best story gets the sell. Scott, you just uh, shared an incredible story about probably something that's happened or will happen as far as somebody texting and driving and, and causing an accident. I don't ever see people do that on the highway. Never, ever. <laughs> Never. Right? Uh, just last week, I passed somebody in the uh, uh, express lane in their Tesla reading a book Ugh. in the driver's seat. And now the car's supposed to have all those all that equipment. And I was uh, nonetheless startled and moved over out of the way. But... Uh, uh, that's a story that Tesla's selling, correct? Right? That, hey, you can get on the expressway and then read a book while you're driving. So as far as other products and goods and services that you sell through stories in the finance and insurance world, what what other ways are you able to create stories? Um, I mean, ultimately, and you mentioned it earlier, it, it, it's got to be through real stories. Um, and kind of like we talked about earlier, whether it's a story from my own personal life, uh, own personal experience, which um, I've got several regarding like uh, appearance protection for the vehicle um, with kids on the interior vehicles. I mean, we can all imagine what they do, but still telling a story about it makes it that much more impactful. Um, Or repairs on the vehicle, getting stranded on the side of the road, on a family vacation in Blythe, California. I I love the specificity. (laughs) Once you do that, it draws me in. I've never even been to Blythe. Yeah, there's not much there. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So as we tell stories, we have to keep them concise and simple. Uh, we train our sales staff to use a simple acronym of FAB. Mm-hmm. It's a feature. It's the advantage and the benefit. And just in those three simple things, three simple statements, you can tell, you can tell and share an entire story of why a specific feature on a product, good or service, will benefit that customer. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And a, again, I, I, I love this concept. I love this analog for the sales process. So I do want to ask, do we have a good, compelling <laughs> uh, action item this week? Yeah, a- absolutely. So uh, identify what it is that you sell and then determine what your story is with that product, good, or service? How has your product, good, or service affected you? And how can you properly convey that story to the to your potential customers? Yeah, I love it. Get some stories in your pocket. Uh, so as usual, I have been taking copious notes. Uh, I've been writing this entire story down, this entire episode. Uh, but basically, the, the, the sum of this is that everyone, somebody is always telling a story, right? And a great analog for the sales process is the story arc, right? So you're 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 putting background out there. You're finding the problem. This this is your your uh, inciting incident. You're building up to a climax. This is your rising action. Your climax is the actual sale. You know, swoop in and save the day with the product, with the service, whatever you're selling. Dana, why everybody goes home happy. Dana, so it's it's a fantastic analog. Are your notes 
a denouement. My notes are a denouement. Oh. They're the denouement <laughs> of the episode. Oh. <laughs> We're wrapping things up. We're right? wrap the denouement. But essentially, the better you're able to understand that problem, the better you're able to understand the inciting incident, the better you're going to be able to build a, a compelling story that's going to, to rise to that climax, that sale. Um, you've got to put the customer into that story. You have to make the, the product tangible, and you've got to make that customer the protagonist in this story. But be clear, be concise, be compelling, do not ramble. Um, it, make sure that it's it's going to have a good, solid emotional impact. Emotion is far more effective than data. We are emotional people, and stories engage seven different areas of the brain, whereas how many areas did you say data Only two. two. Only two. Two areas of the brain. Uh, ultimately, whoever is telling the best story is the person who's going to get the sale. So just be compelling, be real, and be relatable. Awesome. That good was stuff. Fantastic. Denouement. It's a great denouement. Hey, uh, again, thanks again to Layla and Noah out here at the Catalyst Center, and thank you to the Catalyst Center for letting us come out and record. It's a beautiful facility. If you're listening and you haven't uh, left us a review on iTunes or give us an, given us any stars, by all means, please go do that. That's going to help us out an awful lot. Hey, tell us a story about uh, how this podcast has affected you, how it's how it's benefited you, or you know, not maybe. We, we might be the villains in your story. I don't know. Who knows? Leave us a review nonetheless. And if you do have questions for us, comments, if you have ideas for future topics, uh, by all means, send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. Uh, and I believe that is about it. We're going to wrap it up. Dana moi, y'all. Dana moi. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, guys. We'll see you.